to the Bushy Baller Brand Podcast. Yes, I've been out of it for a couple months. Um, you know, I was really focused on NBA stuff specifically with the podcast. And um, as people may know, not a lot of stuff goes on in the NBA post-free agency. So not a lot to talk about. But we have decided to expand the brand into the NBA and now the NFL as a whole. So we are now expanding to multiple brands. The website is up and running, so you guys can go check that out as well. And we are expanding. We're getting more people on. We're going to have blogs. We're going to have YouTube channel, podcast. The whole thing is coming together, really working on getting a lot of that stuff out there. So this specific podcast is going to be my first podcast on the NFL. And it's going to be a whole preview of the NFL. I'm going to give you my MVP pick, my Super Bowl pick, and where I think each team will finish in the standings as well. And we are doing this so that way people you know we're able to open up to bigger audiences, get more people in, get more viewers, different stuff like that. So without further ado, let me jump right into my NFL season preview. I'm going to start with the standings and where I think each team will finish in the standings. I'm going to start over in the AFC. I'm going to start with the AFC East because the AFC East is a team that the past couple decades, you know, it's really been kind of easy to pick because you got the Patriots, Bills, Jets, and Dolphins. And if any NFL fan is out there listening, we all know, and it's not a guarantee, but we have that gut feeling of who's going to win the division. And we all pick the Patriots almost any time, unless you're a fan of the other three teams. If you're out there and you watch the NFL, you like to do predictions, pick other teams like that. The Patriots are always the safe bet. I have them going 12-4 and four this year. Um, obviously, the biggest question always, will Tom Brady drop off? In the past few years, everyone's expecting him, oh, he's going to drop off this year, or this year he's going to do worse, or he maybe he's going to get hurt because he's older this year, different things like that. I don't see it happening. The guy is still performing at an elite level, and I say that confidently, an elite level. Tom Brady, he just won the Super Bowl last year. He just won the Super Bowl last year, and the guy's above 40 years old. Just let that sink in. He is playing better than a lot of these younger guys who are nearly 20 years younger than him, and he's playing better than them. Just think about that. And so the Patriots are a team that very well could run the AFC this year. I'm not saying they will, but, I mean, as long as you got Tom Brady back there under center, anything could happen with this team. We saw that last year. And so following them, I have the Bills coming in second in the AFC East at 9-7. and seven. Biggest question there for me is how will Josh Allen perform in year two? Solid QB. Has a lot to work on. The dude can run. I mean, we saw him leap a couple guys. He's got great running ability. So Josh Allen, for me, is the big question with the Bills. Obviously, they released LaShawn McCoy. I don't know how much of an impact that's going to have. So now they have David Singletary and Frank Gore as their running backs. So we'll see how it goes. Receiver's not a big fan of them. All you really got is Zay Jones. You don't got a whole lot there. So Bills, 9-7. and seven. Following them, I have the Jets at 7-9. and nine. The Jets very well could go anywhere from 6-10 and 10 to 10-6 and 6 because they are a very interesting team this year. They just got Le'Veon Bell after he sat out the whole year, so the question is how will he be able to perform? Will Le'Veon be able to return to him old self and perform at an elite level like he did when he was with the Steelers after being off a whole year? And then they paired him with Sam Darnold, who's going to be entering his second year, you know, he had an okay rookie year. wasn't anything special, nothing to brag about. But it was okay. Um, so it'll be, uh, 
I am interested. I'm intrigued by this Jets team. I really would like to see how Le'Veon and Sam Darnold play together. Outside of that, there's not a whole lot of weapons. I mean, you got Robbie Anderson. So, I mean, not not a whole lot there. And finally, finally in the AFC East, I have the Dolphins at 6-10. and 10. They chose to go with Fitzpatrick week one. Who knows how long that will last. He beat out Josh Rosen. And as we all know, Fitzmagic, the first month, the Dolphins very well could go 4-0 in September and then maybe win a game or two the rest of the year. I have them at 6-10. and 10. I'm not saying they're going to go 4-0. I highly doubt they will. But something about Ryan Fitzpatrick in September is always fun to watch. I don't know what it is. I don't know why he always is so good in September and then just fades off and just always loses his job. I don't know what it is. But Ryan Fitzpatrick starting in Miami, beat out Josh Rosen. Can Josh Rosen be the guy from Miami in the future? Because obviously Fitzpatrick's not the future. Who knows? I guarantee you Rosen will be starting by October. That, like I, There's no way Fitzpatrick is going to be starting the whole year. I think Rosen's going to be in by October. I think the Dolphins are going to have their struggles with transitioning quarterbacks and those things. So I see him at 6-10. and 10. So there's your AFC East. I move on now to the AFC South. The AFC South is in a division that really I have it being a three-team race. And it could go any way for these three teams. Um, I still have the... Colts winning the division at 10-6, despite the Luck retirement. Now, Andrew Luck's retirement was one that shocked the world. Nobody saw it coming. He was rehabbing. He was doing well. He won Comeback Player of the Year last season. So it's not like he's, like, you know, coming off of a big injury. It's not like he didn't play this year. The guy won Comeback Player of the Year last year, and then he retired. A lot of fans upset. Not many people agreed with it. At first, you know, he was booed off the field, which is a shame because that guy has done a lot for the franchise. So it's not like he was some scrub who didn't do anything for the team. The guy did a lot. And so Andrew Luck is someone that it's a shame that he had to retire early because he had a lot of potential. And Hall of Fame may have been in his sights. But because he didn't play that long, he didn't really do much in terms of winning a Super Bowl. I don't know if he's going to be a Hall of Fame player. With that being said, though, enough about Andrew Luck because he's no longer with the Colts. Jacoby Brissett is now their starter. And he signed a two-year, $30 million extension with the team. And he's the guy that it seems that they're going to put the team on his shoulders and see how well he can do. Brissett's a nice player. He's not an Andrew Luck. But he is a nice player who can do well for the Colts. And, you know, they got T.Y. Hill and they got Eric Ebron. And in the backfield, they got Hines. So they got some pieces that could do well. Marlon Mack. So, you know, you never know. I just, something about me says that the Colts go 10-6 and and win this division. I don't know what it is. But I just, I like Jacoby Brissett for some reason. Can't explain it. And then right behind him, I have the Texans at 9-7. and And I'm a big Deshaun Watson fan as well. I think that Deshaun Watson is a solid player. Um, I think that he definitely needed protection. So the Texans traded for Larry Tunsil. And so that's going to help protect Deshaun Watson. Uh, the team as a whole, I'm not a huge fan. I mean, they have DeAndre Hopkins, who's top three, maybe the top receiver in the league. So, you know, that's a nice that's a nice weapon for Deshaun Watson to throw to. They did trade away Jadavion Clowney. Um, he wanted out. They weren't going to give him the extension that he wanted. It didn't show up to training camp. He just he did want it out, so they traded him away to Seattle. We'll get on that later. And then the running back is a big question for me as well because you look at the running backs. They had Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller wasn't really anything special. In my opinion, I was never a fan of Lamar Miller. 
and then he went down and got hurt, and he's out for the year. And so they have Duke Johnson as their head running back, and they also traded for Carlos Hyde. And those are two guys that they're solid role players, but they're not going to get you a Super Bowl. So I got the Texans at 9-7. and seven. Right behind them, I have the Jaguars at 8-8. Eight eight. So as you can see, this is what I mean by three-team race. I have the top three teams in the division all within about two games. So it really could go anyway. You know, one game swings the other way. Someone misses a late field goal. Anything like that could really alter this division. Foles obviously in Jacksonville now. He's going to be okay. He's not going to be what he was in Philly. He was a product of Philly. He worked so well in Doug Peterson's offense, hence the Super Bowl win. But I don't think he's going to be anything special. I love Nick Foles. He's not going to be anything special in Jacksonville. Leonard Fournette has been been frustrating a couple people because he's such a good running back. But I feel like he just hasn't he hasn't shown his full potential. So Leonard Fournette is definitely the biggest factor, I think, personally, with this Jacksonville team because you don't know what he's gonna do. He could get hurt week one, he could have an elite season, he could have an eh, you know, he did okay, maybe a little below a thousand yards. You never know what you're gonna get with Leonard Fournette. The defense could be great. Will they be great? Who knows? They could be. Sorry, Jacksonville eight and eight. And finally at the bottom of the division at the Titans. 5-11, not much to say for them there. The franchise is a, match, is a mess. They don't have a whole lot going on. I don't know if Mariota is their guy anymore. If anything happens, they got Tannehill, who's not you know the best backup for them. Got Derrick Henry, solid running back. Kind of feel bad for him being stuck down there in Tennessee. So, you know, Titans, average, below average team probably. Not going to do anything special for me. So, I got the AFC South being a really close race with the top three teams. So, I'm moving on now, AFC West. AFC West is really two and two. You got two teams who could win this division and two teams who I think are almost locks to not win the division. And obviously the two teams being the Chiefs and Chargers. I have them within a game of each other. I do have the Chiefs winning that division at 11 and 5, winning the AFC West. Mahomes was MVP last year. I see some people saying that they think that Patrick Mahomes could win back-to-back MVPs. And that's very possible. The only issue I have with Mahomes and I think it's kind of a shame for him. I mean, not really a shame, but kind of going to be tough for him. Is that the guy had a once-in-a-lifetime season last year with the 50 touchdowns. And that is such an elite season, a hard season to get to, that everybody's going to compare his future seasons to that one. Which is why it's such a shame that he had it so early on. Because people are going to say, oh, you know, Mahomes is great, he's a solid quarterback, but he's not what he was that year. Well, yeah, you can't expect a guy to throw 50 touchdowns per season. That's completely unrealistic. So I almost kind of feel bad for him because people are going to compare all of his future seasons to last year's. And it's going to be tough for him to win another MVP trophy because of the year that he had when he won. So that's where I feel bad for him. Still a great quarterback. Still an amazing talent. So don't get me wrong there. They did sign Shady McCoy, which is interesting because he reunites with his old coach of Andy Reid. So... He obviously isn't what he was in Philly. But Shady still can get it done. The guy still can run. So putting him in that offense with Andy Reid, pair him with Tyreek Hill. So now you got Shady, Mahomes, and Tyreek Hill. And don't forget about Travis Kelsey. So that big four is very deadly and could be elite. Are they the favorites in AFC? They very well could be. I could see a lot of people liking them coming out of the AFC. So that is to be seen. Right below them, I got the Chargers at 10-6. and six. And this is where I think it go either way because one game could really change this division. I still like the Chargers 
the whole Melvin Gordon thing is really going to hurt them because he's holding out, no signs of a deal. Teams are trying to trade for him. I'm hearing that they want a first-round pick. So Melvin Gordon could affect this team a whole lot. You know, their backups are like Eckler and Justin Jackson. So those are and those are guys who they're not Melvin Gordons. They'll get you some touchdowns. They'll maybe get a big run here and there, but they're obviously not Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon is an elite talent. I still like the Chargers. I don't know why. Um, Derwin James is out. Philip Rivers is still a solid player. Got Keenan Allen. You got Mike Williams. You got the Hunter Henry, and you just got a bunch of guys there that could do well. So we'll see where the Chargers go with it. I have them at ten and six. Um, that's on the basis of Melvin Gordon being out all year. And the only reason I have them doing that well is because of two teams below, Raiders and Broncos. Raiders, I got them at 7-9. and nine. They're a better team than they were last year. There's still way too much drama with Antonio Brown. In one of the leagues, I personally took him in a fantasy league just because I like Antonio Brown and I think that he's one of the top receivers in the league. I just, after seeing all this drama, I'm, I'm a little hesitant about drafting him even though I already did it, just because you never know what you're going to get with him. He could come out week one, get 150 yards, two touchdowns. Week two, he could get 100 yards and a touchdown, and then something could happen in the locker room and then he doesn't want to play or request a trade or something. You never know what you're going to get with him. Gruden's coaching style is still being questioned by a lot of people as well. Can Derek Carr be that guy? Who knows? So the Raiders got them at 7-9. I just think there's a lot of stuff going on with the team where they're just going to not be focused like they need to be. And finally, got the Broncos at 6-10. and 10. I really have no clue what the Broncos are doing. If you're asking me, I don't know what that team's doing. Flacco is their starter. I think he's washed. Defense is average. You know, you got Von Miller. You don't got really much more there. Position players aren't that great. I mean, you got Emmanuel Sanders. And, I mean, that's it. I can't really think of many other guys I like there. I mean, Philip Lindsay. He's a pretty good running back. I don't think that he's going to be anything elite, and I don't think he's going to be a special talent. I think that he'll be solid for them if they like to keep him long term. But the Broncos, I really don't know what the team is doing with their franchise at all. Um, they have you know, a couple young guys that could step up for them, but Flacco's their starter. So obviously this year they're not going to do anything that you're going to really be a huge fan of. And finally, we finish up into the division that I think is going to be the most fun to watch, the most interesting division, and that's the AFC North. The AFC North is going to be such a fun one to watch. And that is because you have the Browns, the Steelers, and the Ravens. Forget the Bengals. They're not going to do anything this year. I'm sorry. Sorry, Bengals fans, but you guys aren't going to do anything this year, just like you haven't done anything in the past 15 years. But you got the Browns, Steelers, Ravens. Those three teams are going to be vying for playoff positions in this for this, for this division. I have the Browns coming out on top in this division. At 11-5. And, and I'm probably going to get hate for that pick. Because that seems like a lot of wins for the Browns. It may be a lot. It may be a little bit of me just liking the Browns this year. Liking their talent. Like, and the fact that they haven't you know, made the playoffs since 2002. And so I, just, I want to see them in the playoffs. But, I mean, I got to tell you. This Browns team, holy cow. I, am, I may be the biggest Baker Mayfield fan that I know. I am a huge Baker guy. I love the guy. I love his talent. I love how you know how committed he is, how hard he plays. I love his story. Everything about him, I love Baker Mayfield. And last year, he did well in his rookie year. He didn't have a whole ton of talent like he does this year, 
but he did well with what he had. This year, whole nother ballgame. Extremely talented team. Obviously, their big move was trading for Odell Beckham Jr. He's paired with Jarvis Landry. They were teammates at LSU in college, and they are now reunited in Cleveland with Baker Mayfield. Alongside, you got Nick Chubb in the backfield, who was a surprise last year with how well he ran the ball. And after eight weeks suspension, Kareem Hunt comes back. Don't forget about Kareem Hunt. I'm telling you, do not forget about Kareem Hunt. He was special in Kansas City. He had that incident when that video came out about him kicking the girl. Got his eight-game suspension. He will be back this year. Him with Chubb in that backfield, oh, watch out for those two guys because they both have elite talent running the ball. And it's going to be something special. This Browns team, I think this is going to be a special season. And then, so you're like, oh, well, you know, they have very solid offense. Is their defense going to get done? Yes, their defense will get done. They got guys like Miles Garrett, Greedy Williams this year, Ward, Richardson. Watch out for this team. Watch out for this Browns team. Because do I think they're going to go to the Super Bowl? No, because I think, you know, a lot of these guys aren't experienced enough. Baker Mayfield's in his second year, so he's not super experienced. The veterans that they do have don't have a whole lot of playoff experience. And so I don't think they're going to go to the Super Bowl, but I think they'll win this division at 11-5 because I'm a huge fan of this team. Below the Browns, I have the Steelers at 10-6. And And this is the thing that I'm saying about this division, like the AFC North, is that, yes, the Steelers lost their top two guys in Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. However, Big Ben is still there. And Smith-Schuster is a solid talent at receiver. And James Conner was a surprise to all of us last year with how well he ran the ball, and he's going to be back in that backfield. Big Ben, like I said, he can still get it done. He can still throw the ball well. And the Steelers, just, they always find themselves able to compete in the AFC North no matter who's on the team, which I find very interesting, which is very, you know, if you're a Steelers fan, it's an encouraging sign. But I don't think they're going to win the division this year. I think they'll still put up a solid 10-6 and six record because it's what the Steelers do. The Steelers, just they, they usually find ways to be above 500 and get themselves into the playoff talks. Missed them last year. Understandable with how much drama they have with the team. Understandable why they missed it last year. So I really am intrigued and interested to see how they handle the loss of their top two players this year. That's going to be something that I'm going to keep my eye on in the AFC North for sure. And below them now, we have the Ravens. And a lot of people are fans of the Ravens, mainly because they like Lamar Jackson so much, because he's a fun guy to watch. He runs the ball extremely well. He can throw the ball pretty well. I know he's, he's not an elite arm. He can't throw the deep ball like very well. He can throw it, though. But I think the thing that intrigues people about Lamar Jackson is his ability to run the ball. Will he be able to, you know, long-term make that his – thing will he be able to be a long-term running quarterback because quarterbacks who run typically don't last a whole long time because they're usually getting hurt they get knocked around they got concussion here torn acl here you know it doesn't really do a whole lot for their team so lamar jackson on the ravens is a very interesting piece they did get a couple of huge additions this year earl thomas mark ingram huge pickups for the ravens and ravens could possibly compete for wild card spot. I only have them at 8-8. Eight eight. I don't think they'll make the playoffs, me personally, because I see them competing, and when it comes down to the last couple weeks of the season still being in the race, you better believe I could. I could see the Ravens competing. 
I don't think that they'll make the playoffs, but we shall see. I have them at 8 and 8. Lamar Jackson, fun guy to watch. Bottom of the division, Bengals. I really like. I don't. I don't even know what to say about the Bengals because I have no clue what they are doing. Like, if you look at my notes for the show, I literally wrote down, I have no clue what they are doing. Because I don't know what this franchise is thinking or what they think they're working towards or are they rebuilding or are they trying to win now. Andy Dalton, to me, is clearly not the guy for this team. You know, they just they can't get it done in the playoffs. A.J. Green is hurt. Mixon is okay. You just signed Giovanni Bernard to a little bit of an extension. I think it was two years, but, I mean, he's nothing that's going to put you over the top. I don't know what the Bengals think they're doing with their franchise. Uh, I couldn't tell you if I called the front. I might I might have to just call the front office and say, hey, what are you guys doing? Because I don't know what this franchise thinks they are. I have them at 4-12. and 12. I just don't think they're going to be any good. I really don't. If they compete, I wouldn't be surprised if they're out of the hunt by, like, mid-October. Like, if they're really starting, they have, like, one win or no wins because I just don't know what they think they're doing. So that is my AFC layout for who I think is going to win each division in the AFC and where I think each team is going to be positioned. So I'm going to move on to the NFC. And I'm going to start out with the NFC East. Because NFC East is a division that I feel like people always say that they're an elite division, that there is always competition there, that the teams just can't stand each other, which is very true. These teams cannot stand one another. I think more than any division, these are the four teams that just can't stand the fans, the other teams, the coaches, everything about it, each other they just don't like. I have the Eagles winning the NFC East at 11-5. and five. A lot of people I've seen saying that they should be the favorites to come out of the NFC. And a little side note, they are the best-ranked team in Madden 20. Just putting that out there. But a lot of people say that they should be the favorites in the NFC, that they should come out and represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. They are extremely talented this year. Extremely talented. Their wide receiver core is deadly. Jeffrey, Aguilar, Deshaun, Arthago Whiteside, Hollins, guys like that. Very well could be elite. All those guys could be starters somewhere. Mac Hollins, maybe, maybe not. But, I mean, at least the first four guys could be starters in almost any team that they go to. The backfield of Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders, that's going to be a one-two punch that is not going to be easy to stop. And people forget that they're like, oh, well, you got those two guys. You still got Darren Sproles returning kicks and punts. And let's not forget about Corey Clement. He's listed fourth in our depth chart. The dude could have won Super Bowl MVP a couple seasons ago. So don't forget about that. Defensively, they may have the best defensive line in the league. You know, they got Malik Jackson. Then you got Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, all these guys. The only position that the Eagles really, I don't want to say lack, but could struggle at, is cornerback. You know, you got Sidney Jones, Maddox, you got Darby. Those are names that people may know, may not know. So that could be the one position that they really struggle at. I have them at 11-5. and five. That is me saying that 11-5 with Wentz being healthy the whole year. Because that is the biggest question for this team, and that is the biggest question for this team. Every year that Carson Wentz is going to play for the Eagles, I think there's always going to be a question of can he stay healthy. If he does stay healthy and he plays the full potential in the way that he can, Eagles should win this division at 11-5. Following them up, I have the Cowboys at 9-7. And, and yes, I record this podcast post-Zeke signing his deal. He just signed six years, $90 million, with $50 million guaranteed. He is one of, if not the best running back in the league. He may be the best running back in the league. He got paid like it for sure. I just don't think that 
he is going to be like he is that guy for them, but I don't think he's like oh he is going to be the reason we make the playoffs. He's not going to be the reason you make the playoffs. Dak is going to be the guy for that team that can get them there. And so the biggest question for the Cowboys is how well will Dak Prescott play? I mean, he's got Amari Cooper, he's got Randall Cobb, and they just got Zeke Elliott back, Jason Witten out of retirement. So it's going to be interesting to see where they are at. I have them at 9-7. and seven. Could they win the division? The Cowboys could win the division. I have the Eagles winning the division because I have a lot of people say that they're the best team in the NFC, and I personally feel that as well. Could they slack off a little bit, and could the Cowboys steal this division? They could. So don't sleep on them. I have them at 9-7, and seven, but I wouldn't count them out of the division. And then I have the Redskins following them up at 6-10. and 10. Will Dwayne Haskins play this year? Who knows? I think he will. I think you're going to get to the end of September. And they're going to be struggling. It's going to be like, what are we doing? We got Case Keenan, we got Cole McCoy. Like, what is this team doing? Let's just put Dwayne Haskins in there if we think that we can't win the division. Because you're going to want a guy like Dwayne Haskins to get some real NFL minutes his rookie year. You really will. The running backs all over the place. You got Peterson and Darius Juice or Geis or however you want to pronounce that. And then they just picked up Wendell Smallwood from the Eagles. Um, who do they throw to? I don't know if they have anybody on the receiving core that's really solid. They had Josh Doxson, who they considered a bust, and just to let him go. Defense, eh, not a whole lot there. You know, you got Kerrigan, that's maybe about it. So Redskins at 6-10. And, and I have the Giants finally in last place in the NFC East at 5-11. and 11. What else can I say than the Giants, they drafted Daniel Jones, who did play well in the preseason. Daniel Jones did play well in the preseason, so I'm not saying that he's not going to be great. He was definitely drafted a lot higher than he should have been, but... They're the Giants. They're starting Eli Manning. The way I see this team going, I see this team winning five games, Eli Manning playing, Daniel Jones going to get in at some point, I feel. And I think Saquon may have a season for the ages. He's not going to change his team. He's not going to get them to the playoffs. But I think Saquon very well could have 1,000 receiving yards and 1,000 rushing yards because they don't have a whole lot of weapons on this Giants team, and they're going to go to Saquon Barkley a whole lot. So watch out for Saquon Barkley. There's a reason that people are taking him number one overall in fantasy leagues. That's with good measure. So watch out. Saquon could have a season for the ages. So that's the NFC East. Moving on to the NFC North. NFC North, another division that I see this year as a three-team race. Because this division is, I feel like this division is always up in the air and it's always questions about healthiness and who's playing how well and all these different questions about these teams. NFC North, I feel like, might be the division that always has the most questions every year. That's just it just seems that way. So I have the Bears winning this division actually at ten and six. I'm sure a ton of people are gonna have the Packers winning the division. I have the Bears winning at ten and six. I really like Mitch Trubisky a lot. I think he'll step up and help this team a lot. I think Mitch Trubisky is is their guy for the future. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he got to an NFC championship or two in the next few years. Because I, I I'm I'm high on Trubisky. I don't know why. I just I think that he has a great arm, I think that he's a great talent, and then he fits in well with the Chicago Bears. Cleo Mack is just a man playing with boys out there. He really is. He is so elite in his talent and what he does. And he just bull rushes people, he throws people to the ground, sacks people very hard. He can even get a pick here or there. He's extremely athletic. Cleo Mack is literally a man playing with boys when he's out there. And then you got the running back core of Tariq Cohn and um, David Montgomery is a rookie running back. He could be special. He could be the guy that steps up for them offensively. 
and then, you know you got Al Robinson. So it's it, that that team is going to be well. I don't know if I'd say that they're going to be elite, but I think that they'll win the AFC North ten and six. And then we got the Packers at nine and seven. And I don't really know what else to say about the Packers except that it's going to be a fun season to watch for them because they got the new head coach with Aaron Rodgers. You know, there's all the questions about the audibles. Are you going to let them audible? Are you not going to let them audible? What's what's the talk there? They're constantly asking them. And so Rodgers, he may be the best arm of all time in terms of ability to throw the ball deep. So he may be the best arm of all time. Some people try to argue for him as the GOAT. I personally think Brady's the GOAT just because in terms of Super Bowl and how long he's played and everything. But I've heard people argue Aaron Rodgers is the GOAT. Um, but I think I'm going to get some hate for having him come in second because of Aaron Rodgers. He has Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is a solid receiver. He's been taken in, I think it's around the second, mid, early second round of fantasy draft because of who's throwing him the ball. Will Jimmy Graham step up this year? Jimmy Graham has been pretty much under the radar, not really talked about since he left the Saints. Will Aaron Rodgers be able to help Jimmy Graham step up this year? Their defense isn't really anything special in my opinion. They got a couple guys out there that could step up, make some big plays. But I don't think that the Packers' defense is anything special, personally. That's just how I feel. So after the Packers, I have the Vikings at 8-8. Eight eight. Kirk Cousins is still sitting there, overpaid like always. You got Dalvin Cook, Thielen, Diggs. That's potentially a triple threat that could be deadly. But, I mean, like I said, they got Kirk Cousins thrown in the ball. Kirk Cousins is nothing special. I still don't understand why the Vikings gave him the contract that they did. I'm not a huge fan of what they have on defense. You got Griffin, Rhodes, Waynes couple of names but you know it's not a defense that's going to wow you and so I got the Vikings at 8-8 eight eight in that division and finally in last place I got the Lions at 7-9 and nine. Stafford's still a solid QB not many pieces around him to work with you got Marvin Jones and Galladay Kerryon Johnson will be okay their defense is nothing to talk about so the Lions at 7-9 and nine, just like always they're always either 7-9 and 8-8 nine, 9-7 eight and eight, nine and seven. One of those three records, I think the Lions will always be. Matt Stafford will be his normal self, probably be a top 10 fantasy QB because he always finds ways to get that done. So Lions, nothing special. So there's your NFC North. Then we got the NFC South. NFC South is is a division that they almost have a different champion each year because it's so competitive and different guys leave, different guys get hurt, retire, and it's all these different things. The Saints... I think are going to be the one seed in the NFC this year. They're going to win the South. I think they're going to be the one seed. Because you got Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, and Michael Thomas. They may be the best trio in football. I think they are. I think Brees, Kamara, Thomas are the best quarterback, running back, receiver trio in football. They're so deadly. They get so many yards, so many special plays. They're so fun to watch. I was watching NFL Network last night, and multiple people have Drew Brees winning MVP this year and they were saying because he's still an elite talent and because of the three years that he performed so well there were guys who just outperformed and had to have special seasons to beat him out so people are picking Drew Brees as the MVP this year I could see it happening he's got a lot of talent around him their defense could be sneaky good got guys like Lattimore they traded for Kiko Alonso, Davenport, Eli Apple so the Saints Saints should have a pretty easy time in the NFC South, if I'm being honest with you. Um, that is something that we're going to have to watch for this season. So, NFC South, you know, I have the Saints winning that 12-4. Below them, Falcons at 10-6. Matt Ryan, 
He was only, he was in the Super Bowl. There's only three Super Bowls ago, so it's not like it was forever ago, like when Aaron Rodgers was there. Matt Ryan was there only three years ago. Julio could be competing for best receiver in the league. Only thing I don't like about Julio Jones is his touchdowns. The guy puts up like 12, 1,300 yards, but gets like two touchdowns. And I don't understand why Matt Ryan can't get him the ball in the end zone more often. I don't get it. I mean, it doesn't make sense. He's tall. He can leave. Just throw it up to him. Doesn't get a whole lot of touchdowns. Devontae Freeman last year missed the majority of the season. He's back healthy. Fully healthy defense could be really solid for them. You got guys like Beasley and Neal. You know, they have injuries. They have a history of that. But we'll see. They're still young in their careers. I got the Falcons at 10-6. and six. Matt Ryan still could be a top 10 QB in the, in the NFL this year. Following them, I got the Panthers at 8-8. Eight and eight. I'm personally almost, I don't know why, but almost every year I'm becoming less and less of a Cam Newton fan. I, just, I feel like there's always drama with Cam Newton. And there's always something going on with him. And him just talking about talking about this or that. And then, of course, this year he's got the injured foot. So we'll see how he comes off of that. If he's down or something happens, he got Will Greer from West Virginia to back him up. Who, who had a pretty solid college career. But he's not going to just step into the role of starter for the Panthers and lead him to the playoffs. Um, Christian McCaffrey is something extremely special for this Panthers team. And he's a guy that they need to center their offense around because he really can do it all. And if they don't do anything, well, Christian McCaffrey is there on his rookie contract, I could very well see him wanting out because he is a special talent. He is one of the top three fantasy picks this year. It's really Saquon, Alvin Kamara, and Christian McCaffrey have really been the top three guys, Zeke in some leagues, especially now they signed the deal. But Christian McCaffrey is a guy who can catch the ball and run the ball well. Could he push for 1,000 and 1,000? Yes, he's not going to do it. I don't think he will do it. But maybe a year or two down the road, he very well could push for that. The receiving core on this team is not very good. You know, Chris Hogan, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, it's not anybody that you're going to really want to start in your fantasy league or really talk about. And then on the defensive side, you got Luke Keekley. Like always, he is the heart of that defense. Luke Keekley has been carrying that defense for a while. You got, you know, you got Eric Reed, but he's not anybody that's really going to be, you know, stepping up. He's in year seven or eight of his career. He's getting kind of older. So I got the Panthers there. Finally, at the bottom of this division, Buccaneers at 6-10. and 10. Jameis Winston, I don't – Jameis Winston is a guy that I just – I think that they need to move on. I think the Buccaneers got to move on from Jameis Winston. Every year there's always a controversy. Either he's got this injury or he said this or he did this or he's not playing well. It just – there's too much to Jameis Winston, too many questions, that I think that the Buccaneers need to move on and either make a trade – trade him away – or start looking into the draft for next year. Because the Buccaneers aren't going to do anything. I got them at 6-10. and 10. Jameis Winston is, he should be out. I think the Buccaneers need a clean slate with him. The running backs all over the place. Who knows who's going to do what. Ronald Jones, Peyton Barber. I mean, who's, who's stepping up? They're going to have a committee. I feel bad for Mike Evans. My personal opinion is that Mike Evans' talent is being wasted away there because of Jameis Winston. Don't get me wrong. He's still a solid receiver. He's still one of the top 10 receivers in the league. He plays extremely well. He does so well with what he has. I just, I think that his talent's being wasted, that they need to get another quarterback down there in Tampa Bay if they really want to preserve Mike, Mike Evans and his career and different things down there. Um, they do have Howard at tight end. He's very solid there as well. Their defense, you know, you got they did get Adamican Sue. You got 
Vito Vea, and they did draft Devin White out of LSU this year. But besides that, nothing really that's going to you know scare teams or say, oh, we don't want to play the Buccaneers defense. I think I don't know many teams that are going to say that they're scared of the Buccaneers this year. But I got them at 6-10, and 10, and Jameis Winston needs to go. Final division, NFC West, Rams. I have them winning 11-5. Jared Goff got his extension. Four years, $134 million. Colin Coward said that he feels that Goff is a better Stafford. I believe that's who – oh, better Matt Ryan, excuse me. He said that Goff is a better Matt Ryan. And so he says that Matt Ryan is a ten top 10 quarterback in the league. And so that he's got Goff in the top 10. I think Goff is a top 10 quarterback in the league. I could very easily see people make an argument for that. So Goff got his extension. Again, the Rams were in the Super Bowl last year, so let's not act like they're not a good team. They did lose a couple pieces here and there. The biggest question with this team is Todd Gurley's knee because they said that he has arthritis and it's only going to get worse. So Todd Gurley's knee is a huge question with this team. And who knows how well he's going to run the ball and catch the ball and do different things like that. They still got very solid receivers, Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods. So it'll be fun to see this rant. I think this rant team is going to be fun to watch again this year. Defensive side, you got Dante Fowler. They did get Clay Matthews, Marcus Peters, keep to leave. And let's not forget about Aaron Donald, who very well could be the best player in the NFL this year. Aaron Donald is such a special talent. You have to watch his videos of him in the offseason. His quick feet, his quick hands, you know, just his speed, everything, his size, what he's able to do, Aaron Donald could be the best player in the league. And so I got the Rams winning the NFC West this year. Right below them, I got the Seahawks at 10-6. and six. So I have the Seahawks being competitive in this division, in the NFC West. I got the Seahawks competing. Russell Wilson is still their guy. They did lose Doug Baldwin to retirement. So that means Lockett's got to step up. And he's got to be the head receiver, the leading receiver. They did get the rookie phenom, DK Metcalf, who everybody loves. You know, there's that picture of him looking buff and everything. He's struggling with an injury right now. So the receiving core isn't anything super special. The running back committee is okay. Rashad Penny, Chris Carson. I feel like the Seahawks, ever since Lynch has been gone, they just haven't been able to find our guy at running back. They just haven't. They've been having, you know, Thomas Rawls, Eddie Lacy, now Rashad Penny, Chris Carson. It's all these guys all over the place, and so the running back really is going to be a position that I would want to avoid if I'm drafting a fantasy league. They did trade for Jadavion Clowney, so it'll be fun to see him in Seattle, see where he fits in in terms of that defense. They do have a pretty solid defense still. I mean, everybody talks about the Legion of Boom and how they're gone and everything like that, but they still do have the Griffin brothers. You got Bobby Wagner. You got Wright. So their defense is still solid. Add Jadavion Clowney to that. I think the defense is really going to help this team this year. The offense, Russell Wilson's still a very, very great player in this league, but he definitely, the defense is what you're going to want to be watching for. And then I have the 49ers at 8-8, eight eight, Jimmy Garoppolo off the injury. I liked Jimmy Garoppolo a whole lot in New England. Don't like him that much in San Francisco. Um, you know, he had, that, he had some controversial videos come out of him at dinner with certain people, and then he's got this injury. And who knows what he's going to do. I think that Garoppolo's got to perform well this year. 8-8 eight and eight is what I consider well for this Niners team. They haven't been anything that's, you know, fun to watch or that be competitive. Their weapons around him aren't, you know, phenomenal. I mean, Matt Breida's your starting running back. You got Goodwin and Pettis as your receivers. So not exactly guys that you consider elite talent or anything special. 
So the Niners' talent isn't really there. Defensively, you know, you got Sherman, you got Armstead, Buckner. Outside of that, can't really name many people that are going to be special in this defense. So Niners are going to be the Niners. To me, this year will be the definition of a frustratingly average team because of Garoppolo and the hype around him. And they're going. To, I think they're going to be eight and eight, and they're just going to frustrate the fans in San Francisco. And finally, the Cardinals six and ten. I like Kyler Murray's future. He's small. Some people don't like him. Some people love him because of his size. He's going to struggle this year. He will because he's a rookie and he's small and he's adjusting to the NFL. He's going to struggle this year. His receiving core, though, I like his receiving core. Still got Fitzgerald, got Christian Kirk, got Michael Crabtree. So those are three guys that can catch the ball and he can get you extra yards after catching the ball. So he has pieces around him. David Johnson could be an absolute machine. He's a fun guy to watch. When he's healthy, when he's running his best, he can also catch the ball well. So that offense, it's going to be a fun offense to watch. So keep your eye on that offense. Defense is eh. Terrell Suggs is old. Hicks is always hurt. Corners are average. Corners are anything special. So Cardinals, I have them finally at 6-10. and 10. I like Kyler Murray's future. I don't like him this rookie year. So that is the divisions. That's where I think the teams will finish in their divisions and their rankings. And I'm just going to quickly give you my MVP pick and my Super Bowl pick. My MVP for this year, I have Carson Wentz. And just look at the weapons that he has. Like we already mentioned before, Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goder, Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar, Deshaun Jackson, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. I mean, all of these guys around him have him poised for an MVP season. He needs to stay healthy. He has to stay healthy. In 2017... Through 13 games, he had 3,300 yards, 33 touchdowns, and only 7 interceptions. And everybody was saying that he was going to win the MVP this, that year. And then he had the injury against the Rams. And people still said he has a chance, but he didn't finish out the season, which is why he didn't win. This is the best talent that he's ever had around him, which is, makes it scary for opposing teams because of how well he did with worse talent around him. So he has to stay healthy. If Carson Wentz is healthy the whole year, doesn't have an injury, he should win MVP and the Eagles should come out of the NFC. Which moves me on to my Super Bowl 54 pick, Eagles over the Chiefs 27-17. I think the Eagles should and will come out of the NFC. I think the Chiefs will finally get it done. They were oh so close last year, so somebody was off sides and, you know, just frustrated the heck out of the Chiefs fans. And they were so close to getting over the hump and getting there last year. And I think that they're going to get there this year. I think Mahomes is going to lead them there. they got Tyreek Hill, Sean McCoy, Andy Reid's going to get there. And I think it's going to be a fun one. I think the Eagles Chiefs Super Bowl will be fun. You know, Andy Reid facing his old team in the Super Bowl. But I think that the, the Eagles face the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. The Eagles will get it done 27-17. And Carson Wentz will be the Super Bowl MVP. So I got your MVP being Carson Wentz. And I have the Eagles winning the Super Bowl as well with Carson Wentz being Super Bowl MVP, there's just something about the talent around the Eagles and everything that they have on their team that I just am such a huge fan of. I think that they are really going to be a scary team this year. So there is my NFL predictions for this upcoming 2019-2020 NFL season. Thank you for giving in to listen, and I'd love for you guys to be able to check out the website. We're going to have more content coming out. We're going to have the YouTube channel and try to get that up and running we're going to have an NFL podcast and an NBA podcast. So two different podcasts coming out. 
then we're also going to have blogs as well on the website so go check it out i really appreciate the support thank you for everything thank you for giving this a listen and don't be afraid to you know let me know your opinions on my picks and who you think i'm right about what i think i'm wrong about and all the different picks with that thanks for giving it a listen i hope that you'll be listening weekly because i'm trying to get weekly podcasts out thank you